Good afternoon, it's Dr. Charles Benz, and you're listening to Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. Every week we try to present sort of the state-of-the-art science on nutrition and prevention and reversal of chronic illness, and I think today we've got some really good topics to discuss with you, and I'd like to bring in my colleague and good friend John Barson, editor and researcher at Total Health Magazine, to join me in this discussion, which I think is going to be a half an hour of uh, really great things to consider in the role of uh, muscles in our health. Um, We don't think about muscles a lot, except we know our heart is an important muscle, but people often don't think about the heart as a muscle. So I think we're going to talk about a lot of other things related to uh, our health and the role that muscles play. And John, um, I think you probably have already looked into some of these topics and have some things to add, but um, welcome to the studio and I'm glad to have you again here today. Well, I'm happy to be here, Charles. I look forward to our time together every week. Good, well, we we come up with some challenges, I'll tell you. Um, We do. (laughs) Maybe one of the things that I'll do, and this this is gonna be new for a lot of people, Um, I know they're tired of COVID, but the opening story is an interesting one uh, because uh, it's about my son, who's a trainer uh, in a gym here in Sarasota. And um, he told me the story a couple of weeks ago, and I was kind of flabbergasted by it. But he said that he had done a really strong workout for his buttocks and his legs. And when you, when you see him, if you see him, you'll see that he, he knows what a strong workout is because he, he works different parts of the body at different times. And if he concentrates on something, he really concentrates. But anyway, in this particular situation, he had done this strong workout for his butt and his, his uh, legs. And that evening, he, he thinks, is when he got his COVID infection from one of his clients. And the next day, the pain in his buttocks and in his and, and uh, muscles in his legs was so excruciating that it was the worst pain he'd ever experienced. And it, and it carried on for a couple of days that way. So this means that when these muscles were kind of inflamed, if you will, because of this strong workout, um, when the virus got into his body, it seemed to gravitate right to that part of the body and not go in the, the, the sinuses, not go in the lungs, not go into any of the other organs, just concentrating on that part of the body. Fortunately, he knew what to do, and so he took all the things in the protocol and the proper doses and timing, and he was over it in a couple of days in terms of that muscle. He said he maybe had a, a, a scratchy throat for about uh, 10 minutes, and it wasn't very significant. But I thought that was pretty amazing because I'd only ever heard of the virus really infecting the kidneys and the liver and the lungs and the heart and the brain. I really didn't think about it as far as muscles, but there was a revelation for me that, uh, wow, anywhere where there's an opening and there's a weakness, the body seems to be able to say, that's where we want this virus to go. Um, have you heard of anything like that before, John? Well, I mean, I'm familiar with the fact that uh, COVID attacks all your organs. And I can see why it's possible that since he was working out and had COVID, how it would go to the muscles because they were working so hard. And uh, 
Uh, it, it's just such a such a challenging condition for so many people. Um, most people don't even realize that that's what's going on in their bodies, um, depending on where they're being attacked physically by the virus. Well, it's interesting so, be, be, yeah. because uh, most of the early patients and, and clients that I had were athletes. And I thought, wait a minute, there's a connection here. These are the people that actually develop more of, of the um, cellular openings for the uh, virus because they're athletes and they develop more muscle, they develop more tissue, and that tissue is more active and, and more receptive. And so I was not surprised when I, when I learned early on that was in like uh, March, April, May of uh, 2020, that all these athletes who you're, think, you're thinking, oh well, they're healthy, they eat well, they exercise, but if you get the infection and you don't take care of it right away and it spreads, um, then that athlete can actually have a stronger reaction than if it was a non-athletic person. And so that, that came out in the science later that people realized that these young athletes were, were becoming very, very severely infected and, and also becoming long haulers. And so I, I, I learned a lot about them because of that, but they recovered really nicely because they knew they had all the right habits in terms of you know, not being overweight or not eating the wrong foods and making sure that uh, they were compliant when the supplements came around because they know what kind of things they have to do to get themselves in condition to be a world-class athlete. So I thought that was important too. And I think you probably had heard about that as well. Yes. So it's, this is yeah, absolutely. This is not uncommon, but you know what? I, I didn't. I didn't sort of figure out about other muscular challenges, and so then I started to look into it. I started to say, you know, what is MS? What is what is muscular dystrophy? And I started to look into it a bit more, and it turns out that most of these muscular challenges are caused by things getting into our body, like bacteria and funguses and parasites and viruses, and they're the ones that are often the triggers to these diseases. And I did not really pay a lot of attention to that in the past, and it turns out there are like hundreds of them. And so when you try to figure out what to, what to do in terms of treating these things, this is where the doctors come into a challenge. They don't know what the triggers were because no, there's too many don't. things to measure. And so they can't get to the root of the problem, which is what you know, holistic medicine is supposed to go to the root cause of something. But if you have hundreds and hundreds of different things that can, can be a trigger, then how do you find out what that trigger is without doing a massive amount of testing? Well, and, and people go, I mean, people have gone decades without being properly diagnosed or never diagnosed properly. Yes, and, 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 and it's not just the MS and, and the muscular dystrophy, but anything that is like a, uh, a myositis, anything, it's, it's actually myositis is called inflammation of the muscle. And there are so many conditions. I mean, I've had a friend of mine who's had scleroderma and Reynolds disease for like 20 or 30 years. And he gets moderate uh, benefit from any of the things that I've ever thrown at him in terms of solutions. It's a very, very difficult uh, disease. And, and, and then you look at Epstein-Barr, um, 
or the hepatitis B or C or the herpes simplex. These are all things that have this connection potentially to muscles and, and muscle uh, implications. And so, you know, to add in fibromyalgia, I mean, everybody has a challenge that has fibromyalgia. And it may be that today we're going to be able to discuss some things that can go down the pathway to something that might be a possible solution to all these very, very difficult uh, muscular-related conditions. Um, what's, what's your thinking? Uh, because I don't want to put all muscular conditions into the same category, but right. if they all have the same possible, like if they're all inflammatory, then maybe we should talk about the best way to get the inflammatory factors down. So what's, what's your thinking on that? Well, I, I think it, it all starts with diet first off. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that most, most people are, are eating very, very poor diets. We've discussed that in the past. Uh, that one study that you've mentioned and you shared with me where um, they, uh, how many, was it 16,000 people? Yes. And, and not a single person had a healthy diet. From age 2 to 80, these people were, and they were measured on 14 different categories, and they were deficient, most of them, in 11 out of the 14 categories. And right. th the same thing was true in the COVID uh, research that we did, where we found at least three different studies that said that 90% of people didn't have a strong enough immune system because they aren't, weren't eating the right foods. And they continue not to be able to find their way to talk about that as far as strengthening the immune system. So you're, you're right. The number one thing is if you're not eating a darn good diet, you're going to be subject to all these kind of intruders and all these kind of genetic factors. Because if you add in the genetic factors to all the viruses and bacteria and the funguses, uh, you, you've got a really a mixed bag of things that can be causal factors to any of these disease. And the one that I'll just mention right here is the Jillian Barr. I mean, after polio, it's the main thing that can cause total paralysis. And that's the, right. that's the worst muscular problem you can possibly have right now. And unfortunately, uh, there have been uh, quite a few reports of that happening over the uh, a, a large, uh, quite an increase in that condition over the past two years. Um, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but uh, what have we been doing in the past couple of years that might lead to something like that? Well, I'll, I'll, especially in children, I'll I'll say it. It's it's the vaccine, the virus, and the vaccines are implicated in in this because we see increases in this Guillain-Barr syndrome, and it happens within a couple of weeks of the vaccination uh, being initiated, and so we we have to follow these lines of research. We have to find out what's going on, and and here's an interesting coincidence. When you look at the fact that uh, uh, the Salk vaccine, I think it was developed in the 50s, but in the early 70s, there was another study uh, that used high doses of vitamin C. And do you know they got the same results as the Salk vaccine? And I had never and known that no before. No side effects. No side effects, exactly. And so I thought, wait a minute, if this can be useful in polio, why couldn't it be useful in the Gillian Barr? And if it can be useful in the Gillian Barr, 
why wouldn't it be also useful in MS and MD and all these other related muscular diseases? It seems. Now, are you, are you talking about, if I may ask, sorry, um, you're talking about intravenous vitamin C? I think that's the highest or dose. Just the, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's the highest dose for sure, yes. So you need 50 to 100,000. When I looked into the research on these uh, different viruses, even mononucleosis, you'd have to get 50 or 100,000 or more in these intravenous treatments in order to really have it be effective. But then if you do that, you probably don't have to do it every day. You have to get, it, get, your, loaded, get your system loaded up and then you can start to do the oral at 15 or 20,000 a day. And that we've proven can be safe if you just sort of tritate up to that levels from 1,000 and then every once in a while you add another 1,000, add another 1,000 until you don't get your gut to be all upset by it. But to me, if, if this is true, and I'm going to put that as a big if, if this is true, then every one of these muscular diseases may get a benefit from high-dose vitamin C of the 50 to 100,000 milligrams. Um, it, 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 it's just logic. It's not a clinical trial of any kind. But I'm going to say to people who have other people in their lives who have these problems, they should look into this because this is just a connection. This is one of those dots that you kind of connect uh, the, the, the dots and say, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> if it's good for this illness, then why wouldn't it be good for a very similar illness? Right. And so that was my reasoning anyway. Well, and, and I, I go back to, you know, the side effects of different therapies. So, you know, we, when you depend on your allopathic doctor and the first thing he does is prescribe, you know, corticosteroids or whatever um, with all these potential damaging side effects, why not try something that has no side effects and uh, may have, uh, you know, a, a much better impact? I know the last time I did vitamin, uh, uh, intravenous vitamin C was when I had my uh, mercury dental fillings all removed. That was a very happy day. Yes, yes, because you know it, it, it's it's a detoxifier. It's an anti-inflammatory. I mean, it, it it can do so many different things in the body, and that's why I have it as a major component in the uh, COVID uh, protocol. But if somebody uh, has not paid attention, even these athletes who wait four, five, six, seven days after the symptoms start before they start to pursue any therapy, them or even any, anybody that's not an athlete, if they have these very severe symptoms, I always say to them, look, my protocol works really well, but you should probably go and try to find some IV treatments either for hydrogen peroxide or for vitamin C and try to make sure that you get two or three of those a week for a couple of weeks to sort of get your body ready to sort of push this virus back so that you can start getting into the more, uh, let's say, normal treatment that's my, uh, that my protocol does with the supplements and the diet. But I always recommend vitamin C. And, you know, Linus Pauling uh, touted it for a long time, and then the allopathic doctors poo-pooed it over and over again for two or three decades. And then finally, a year or two ago, they came out and said, oh, okay, yeah, I guess it does have some influence on cold and flu. And oh, by the way, it also has some influence on cancer. Almost all the integrative oncologists in the country now are using IV vitamin C as an adjunctive therapy for any other thing, any other treatment they're doing. And so 
you know, Linus has been vindicated, in, in my opinion. Um, if he's in heaven, uh, I, I hope he's smiling and saying, good, I made a contribution, and I'm really happy with that. <laughs> That was, you know, uh, sorry, just a, an aside here. Uh, that was one of the most skill-testing questions I got asked when my son was very young, about two, two and a half years old, maybe, maybe three. No, I think closer to two and a half. We were driving one day into uh, uh, Linden, a little town north of Bellingham. Um, I was getting him some little uh, leather Nike high tops. And uh, as we drive into town, there's a big graveyard on both sides of the road there. And he looks in the grave, he goes, Daddy, graveyard. I said, yeah. He says, Grandma Charlotte in graveyard. I said, yeah. He says, um, but Grandma Charlotte in heaven. And I said, if anybody's in heaven, Grandma Char your Grandma Charlotte's in heaven. And he says, he thinks for a while, and he says, what is heaven? <laughs> and, I, and I thought, oh, my first skill testing question. Uh, I mean, really <laughs> skill testing question. I'm like, oh boy, what do you say, right? So, I mean, I'm not particularly religious or anything. And so I said, well, look, you know, Ben, I think heaven, I said, I've never been there and, and people don't come back from there. But um, I said, if it's, I said, it, it would be like, you know, when you're around people that just love you so much and you're happy and loved and, and everything is wonderful. I said, I think heaven's like that every day. And he, and he goes, <laughs> he laughed. And he goes, and can you have sugar? I said, as much as you want, that's the best part of heaven. And he laughs and giggles and, and away we go. And then about two hours later, we're, we're, we're coming from our lunch and we're heading home and, and he's quite, really quiet. And I said to him, so, so he says, I said, What's, what are you thinking about? And he looks at me and he says, Daddy, when I die, don't want to go to heaven. I want to be with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man, it just I know. That, that, tore my heart out. I know, I know. That's pretty cool stuff. That's, wow, that's a good story. Um, I'll just do one more uh, on, on my grandson because you inspired me to think about this. But he had extremely bad stomach pains. And my daughter-in-law went to the doctor and it, they couldn't figure out what it was at first. And then they did some more testing. They found out it was this rare stomach uh, virus. And she just said, well, I, we don't have anything for that. And I've told the story before, so a lot of my listeners will know where I'm going with this. But basically, you know, she was devastated. And he, you know, the doctor just said, well, you know, take some Tylenol and drink a lot of water. Anyway, of course, long, well, as soon as she got home, she said, <laughs> they call me Grandpa Chuck. They said, Grandpa Chuck, what are we going to do? And I said, well, um, based on his weight, and I said, I think we're going to recommend about 300 milligrams of vitamin C every three hours and see how that works. Well, in the first day, his pain got less. The second day, his pain went away. And a week later, uh, I put him on reduced dosages after a while. He went to the doctor again, and the doctor did this test and couldn't find the virus. And she said, what did you do? And my daughter-in-law told her, and she said, I never heard of that before. Now, whether she ever followed up on it and did anything with it, which I highly doubt, um, and that's, that's what happens to a lot of the doctors that you tell these things to, and they go, oh, that's nice, and then they just forget about it. Anyway, she was thrilled. He was better. And that's like a rare disease that this doctor said there had never been a cure for. And so I thought, well, vitamin C can do a lot of things. So 
that was well i i think i think that they're sorry i think that they they that's their their uh, standard comeback whenever um they know that pharmaceuticals just don't work so there's no there's no cure if the pharmaceuticals don't work then there's obviously no cure right because they can't think of anything else no exactly yeah, yeah. we had that same thing the other day you and i were on a show and we were talking about i uh, macular degeneration and the same thing came up very rare eye disease and the next thing you know there was a protocol there wasn't particularly vitamin c at this point it was a protocol for the eyes with a lot of uh, different uh, nutrients for the eyes like lutein and seaxithine anyway uh, that was a rare disease never been treated before either and this lady got, got over it so um one of the things that I thought we should also mention today about this, um, these muscle-related illnesses is that because this uh, myositis is an infl inflammation of the muscle, I thought well, as soon as I hear that, I think of specialized pro-resolving mediators. Now, if they're using specialized pro-resolving mediators as a treatment for cancer, which is the ultimate in inflammatory chronic illnesses, and they're successful, at getting as an adjunctive therapy, again, like vitamin C, if they're successful in getting the inflammation under control, because there's two stages of inflammation, um, there's stage one, which is the basic symptomatic uh, stage, and with that, you can use bromelain or quercetin or um, any of the other curcumin, and they'll, they'll be really good at pushing back the inflammation but they don't change the nature of the cell. The cell will still become an inflammation-prone cell. With specialized pro-resolving mediators, you go to the second level and you actually get a resolution. That's why they're called resolvins. These nutrients that are in fish oil, they're very specific, there are six of them, and they're very good at resolving that second stage of pain and inflammation. That's why I like that product as good as any. I've never found a better anti-inflammatory product. And so I recommend it for everybody. And in this case, if you have any kind of these muscular uh, inflammation problems, I would say specialized pro-resolving mediators are one of the things you should add to this list that we're developing, like vitamin C and then this, number one and number two, for the treatment of all these muscular-related illnesses, how about uh, how about number three being uh, chlorella? I like chlorella. I mean, chlorella is great for getting rid of toxins and uh, get, getting rid of like the, the mercury that you had in your in your uh, in, in your mouth. Yes, it's a detoxifier of, of of any of these heavy metals, and I think that's fantastic. I love it. Well, it also, uh, it also I, I got this fantastic uh, article submitted by um, Dr. Cheryl Selman. That's what got me onto chlorella. <laughs> I, mean, I read that article uh, last week and uh, uh, talked to the company that she wrote the article about because they're, they're producing uh, the, probably the world's, one of the world's most pristine uh, versions of chlorella um, in a very, very clean area of Northern Australia. Uh, because I've learned that a lot of the chlorella actually, like if it comes from China or Taiwan and other places, it's, it's actually toxic because it's, it's grown in toxic environments. And 
so you also, when you're thinking about any supplement um, or diet or food, you need you need to know the source of whatever it is that you're going to consume. But what I'm, I'm uh, I've always thought of chlorella as a detoxifier, as you mentioned, but it really actually aids in uh, muscle growth uh, in arterial dilation uh, because it stimulates the production of red blood cells and. The other thing is uh, we do um, with our diets in North America is we have way too many omega-6s. So chlorella provides um, a wide range of antioxidants, um, including omega-3s. We need much more omega-3s. Um, you get some vitamin C in there. Um, you get your carotenoids, um, beta-carotene. You get your lutein. And so they all fight cell damage. So you're fighting cell damage uh, with your pro-resolving mediators. You're fighting your inflammation. Chlorella is going to help with that and, and add all of these other benefits. So, yeah, we have to look at the whole program, right? I like, I like that one because it's probably the stronger uh, of, the, of the three that we have now that really treats this detoxification because all people need to have some detoxification. And so this is a really all-purpose detoxifier and it has these other benefits that you mentioned the omega-3s and it's just I think it's a logical addition I'm so glad that you had that research at your hand um, now the other thing for detoxification because we talk about this when we talk about vaccinations is that one of the carriers for a lot of these vaccinations is mercury uh, or a form of mercury uh, the other thing that they use is aluminum as a carrier and in that case silica is the detoxifier and you can get silica in vulvic water or Fiji water, or you can, you know, get it in a pill or a powder. But silica uh, will also do the same kind of detoxification of aluminum that your Corella does with your mercury. And so that's the one-two punch. And in Canada, there's 17 different vaccinations that kids need by the time they're five. And so they'll be using a combination of mercury and aluminum in those vaccinations. So let's make sure we add that into the possibility of getting these things detoxified as well. Because most of these people that have some kind of muscular challenge, I'm sure they could do a, a benefit from a good detoxification program. And there's a really good one from a company called Metagenics called Clear Change. So as long as we're talking about detoxification, let's add clear change to the protocol. And, and if it doesn't, doesn't hurt for people to know about it because there's new listeners all the time or people, people may have forgotten. It's, it's the only one that I know of that's really based on great science. Yes. Um, sorry, another quick aside. Uh, I, when I co-wrote a book back in the 80s, um, and uh, I was working in media, of course, but my background in radio and broadcasting in Canada, uh, I contacted uh, one of the bookers for CBC, and uh, she said, well, you know, we had a relationship, so, uh, I mean, uh, a business relationship, not, not a personal relationship, and uh, I submitted. I had submitted the manuscript for the book for to get on a, a popular television program on CBC, and she said, "Well, you know what? Um, we really don't. You know, it's. You know, we we covered this topic a year ago." And I said, "Well, so everybody got everything they needed a year ago. <laughs> everybody was listening a year ago. <laughs> like, are you serious? Really, really." Uh, yeah, so these two things, we do need to reinforce and, uh, and repeat some of these uh, great things that we're talking about, these great therapies. And I have a great 
I think your next book should be because um, one of my one of my uh, one of your books that um, I've read all your books, but your um, uh, what's the one? A healthy smoker, you know how to be become a healthy smoker. So how to become healthy to make it easier to quit smoking? I think now I think the next the next blockbuster book should be you know uh, how, how to be uh, uh, how to how to. Uh, how to be a healthy vaccination subject? No, how to, be, <laughs> how to survive vaccinations? How, like how to prepare your body? If you're going to do it, then do this. Well, it's interesting you should say that because we do have a new ebook coming out called COVID Rescue, and it's all about the long haulers and uh, how we've been treating them and how they've been benefiting from this particular treatment. So I think that that's a great idea. We're about 90% done with that book, uh, completed with that book, and so it should be out in a, in a couple of weeks. The cover's completed, and uh, the, the writing is being done now. So thank you very much. That's uh, as a good plug. I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, I think there's two other things we should, would, should mention to these muscular-related uh, people that have these challenges. The next one came out of this COVID uh, protocol that I actually had, had presented because one of the things that all the doctors and scientists are missing is they're not talking about the need for higher levels of cellular energy. If you're going to try to treat something and repair something in the body, no matter whether it's COVID or muscular disease, you must have your cells at the optimal level of energy production. And so the good diet is the starting point. You're absolutely 100% right, but then you may need more magnesium. Magnesium is the thing that actually, the, the mineral that transports glucose and oxygen through the body to the membrane of the cell and to the inside of the membrane of the cell. Then, in order to get it to go from the inside of the membrane to the mitochondria where the energy is actually produced, we recommend an herb called berberine, B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E. Berberine actually activates what we call the GLUT4 molecule, and it takes that glucose and oxygen and delivers it to the mitochondria. So it's more efficient. That gives about a 20 to 25% increase in energy in most athletes and in most studies that have been done. And the other one is CoQ10. Oh, yeah. Coenzyme Q10. One of my like, favorites. You know, the, the ultimate energy producer. Yes. Uh, so I would, I would say those three things. You could also add PQQ. PQQ actually helps to produce more mitochondria. So those four things will actually help the cells in your body and your muscles to actually help to detoxify, do all the things that you and I have been talking about. But if you, you know, Because if you don't have the right amount of energy, then all these repair processes don't work. Okay, let's go back to magnesium for a sec. I agree with you there. Um, I get asked this question uh, quite often. What type of magnesium should people be taking? Because there are different versions, right? Yeah, I like magnesium glycinate. Magnesium glycinate, there's about 14 different versions of magnesium. I like magnesium glycinate. It's like the, the all-purpose one. If it has to do with the brain, then I like magnesium 3 and 8. So those are the two that I kind of recommend depending on what the condition is. Um, what, so, what about a, a combination like uh, uh, like a L3 and 8 complex with magnesium, taurate, and, and so on? It, it, it can happen. Uh, a, a lot of these things have different mechanisms of action. Right. And you have to really make sure you do the tests because sometimes it's really funny. When you put these things through the heat and the pH tests that are done whenever any of these supplements have to be uh, tested for, for the use in the body, 
you often find that some of the things that you think would be compatible are not compatible. And so uh, I, I've seen a couple of products where they've come out with combinations of different magnesium, but it, it just so happens that sometimes you lose some efficiency when you dilute it with other types of magnesium. They kind of interact with each other in a negative way. So that's why I think you'll see most of them coming out with a more of a singular approach to a particular magnesium. Yeah. Okay. So magnesium uh, glycinate, that's what we'll be looking at. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the final thing in here is that we know that all muscles must have nerves connected to them in order to work. And if you go back to one of the earlier um, muscle-related diseases, uh, scleroderma, we know that nerves pl play a major factor in that, and that Renaud's disease as well. And certainly with MS it does, and certainly with MD it does. So I think that we have to say there's a possibility in all of these particular muscular illnesses that there's been damage done to these nerves. And if that damage has been done, then it has to be repaired. And I think there is actually a good product that actually can repair the myelin sheath of the nerve. And this is a product called Nutrinerve. And Nutrinerve has as its ingredients alpha-lipoic acid, vitamin D, vitamin B12, gamma-linolenic acid, but the main thing that does repair is a special form of thiamine called benfothiamine. So this benfothiamine has actually been shown in clinical studies to actually help to do this major repair of the myelin sheath of the nerves. And people with neuropathy and all other kinds of nerve-related problems have been getting benefit from this. Not not just by me, but by all the, all the patients that are using it across the world. And so I would say um, Nutrinerve is something we had to have to add. Now, we've only had about five or six of these nutrients that we've talked about. We certainly wouldn't propose that that's gonna be a complete protocol for anybody with MS or MD, because there's, a, there's a, 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 an article on life extension. If you do muscular dystrophy, uh, life extension, you'll see there's a list of about a dozen other nutrients that have been found to be beneficial to the treatment of muscular dystrophy. Yeah, I'm not going to go over them all. I just think that the people need to know that there is scientific evidence and that uh, that particular article will bring you up to date on most of the other things that have been shown to be effective in muscular dystrophy. Especially and, vitamin D. <laughs> yes, yes, vitamin D. I've got to get because, my yeah. vitamin D in there every that's, chance that, I get. Vitamin D. That's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a, an important thing for genetics because if there's any genetic predispositions, then vitamin D is usually the thing that will help to su suppress those uh, uh, predispositions and make sure that they don't activate. So that's one of the main things that vitamin D does is it controls these genetic influences. So uh, I, I like vitamin D too, and, and I, I would just suggest that if anybody has uh, somebody that they know that has these muscular problems, they should actually not only listen to this show, they should actually access that uh, Life Extension magazine article on muscular dystrophy. Um, Agree. I, I think that's about all the time we have uh, for for today. I mean, this time f f goes so fast, John. <laughs> it does. It's just it's like a bullet train, you know. Zoom, and it's gone. Um, anyway, I'd like to say a few words about our sponsors because 
they've been hanging in there for over a year now with us and giving us strong support. And uh, I'm going to add a, a kind of a fifth sponsor uh, today to our to our program. Uh, but our first sponsor is uh, the Beacon Point Advisors. These are financial advisors. They kind of joined up with uh, my previous sponsor, which was uh, Southern Trust Financial. And so Southern Trust Financial has actually become a part of the Beacon Point Advisors, which is a group of 50 uh, financial advisors across the country. And Beacon Point is really starting to adopt some of these health and wellness approaches that the the uh, Sun, uh, SunTrust Financial has also adopted. And so I really like that because now we have people all over the country and not only getting the benefit of having our podcast, but getting the benefit of knowing that there's a company out there that can help them to improve their wealth and improve their health at the same time. And I think that's a really important factor. Another one of our sponsors is DHA Labs. DHA Labs is, I think, the most progressive a diagnostic company in the country because they're trying rather working with me in fact in many ways and many different tests about eight now to try to find chronic illness five to ten years before it actually manifests they try to see cells that are changing in the different stages of cellular deterioration I think that's so important because if we can find these illnesses sooner rather than later, the chances of actually reversing them with a really natural strategy with no side effects is so much higher. So DHA Labs is, is the company to do that. And you can reach them online and you can get an 800 number and call them and you can get one of their advisors. And I think you'll, you'll learn a lot if you want to have tests. There's also these tests are all on my website, drcharlesbenz.com. There's eight of them that we have that are really good and they're all DHA Labs. Uh, the third sponsor is Paddock Pools. Paddock Pools has a vacuum extractor uh, that, that takes out the uh, chlorine gas that develops on the pool's surface of the pool. And this chlorine gas is very toxic. It can actually reduce the level of zinc in your body. It can re reduce the levels of vitamin D3 in your body. It actually has been shown to be a connection to cancer if you, if you breathe too much of this chlorine gas in. And so the fact that they have a vacuum extractor that takes that gas off at about a 95% level, that means you're actually inhaling really good oxygenated water. That's going to make your exercise better. It's going to make your cells healthier. And I think that's something that we should encourage a lot. And so if you need a pool project or you need an update of your pool in your community, make sure you check out paddock pools because they'll want you yeah, know. Or, or look look for a pool that's using their technology i used to do triathlons and i yes. hated doing my laps in the pool i know i know I, it's one of the reasons i don't swim i've tried to swim in in, in the pools that are salt pools rather than chlorine pools for the same reason this is too much toxins uh, the fourth uh, sponsor is mpb health MPB Health is a medical cost sharing company, a little bit different than insurance because they don't charge you at the front end like the medical insurance companies do. They charge you at the end of each year based on how much the group that you're involved in in their company has actually paid out. And so that encourages everybody in the organization to keep their costs down. And so they're into all kinds of wellness programs and health improvement programs. And so they then are able to get all of their particular clients saying to themselves, look, we want to make sure that we control costs. And when they do that, they end up reducing the overall costs of health insurance by about 30 to 50% because they're motivated. 
and then they have to be educated and informed. And so this is really valuable information and, and that's why these medical cost sharing companies are growing so quickly. Well, the insurance companies are probably not growing that quickly. And finally, I'd like to put a plug in for a new uh, company. Uh, we're gonna co-sponsor our program with their program. It's Vitality Magazine. Vitality Magazine has been one of the strongest supporters of our COVID protocol over the last couple of years. And I think I would like to encourage my listeners to pay attention and go online and see what's going on because not only articles from me, there's articles from my mentor, Dr. Zoltan Rona. And I was just going to say my <laughs> other favorite doctor. <laughs> he's, you know, he's the Canadian doctor uh, that's kind of like the, uh, the, the senior doctor for all of us functional medicine people in the country, both countries, Canada and the U.S., so Vitality Magazine is just a magnificent magazine and the articles there every week are just marvelous and just you can learn so much from them because they're all based on science. They're all based on really fabulous information from Dr. Rona and myself and all their other contributors. So Vitality Magazine, I'd like I encourage every one of our listeners to go and take a look and see you. Every, every issue is going to be a surprise and a delight. Mm -hmm. so, so and there's thanks. a great article, sorry, there's a great article on their homepage from Dr. Rona, Strengthening Your Immune System, the Top 12 Nutrients. So you can start there. Number one is vitamin D. That's it. That's all I got. Fantastic, John. Wow, you're so timely with this stuff. Thanks so much. Well, I'd like to thank John Barson for his help today. Always excellent. And our sponsors for their efforts. And for our listeners who, who join, join us and tune in to us and send us such great comments on how they're enjoying the show. And so I really appreciate all of that. And uh, we're looking forward to the next program. And I hope you are too. Bye for now.